The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Beducated.com, a platform where you can take first-class online trainings ranging from penis massage to female orgasm. Use the promo code MANHOR to get 20% off any of their courses at Beducated.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the West Coast whoreheads, the Bay Area babes, and all you sexy Seattleites. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. This week on the pod, uh, I have got on uh, a dear friend of mine and fellow stand-up comedian, fellow promiscuous person, uh, Caitlin Rupert. And I cannot wait to share with y'all in a bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. Yes, uh, tonight, Los Angeles, I am currently still inside you. January 29th, I'm at the Sycamore Tavern. I think it's an 8 o'clock show. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes, I uh, I just found out that I've, uh, I will be performing at Laugh Fest this year. So Grand Rapids, listen up. March 10th, I'm at Creation Brewery. And March 12th, I'll be performing at Dr. Grin's. To stay up to date with all my show dates and any other Man Whore podcast news, make sure you sign up for the mailing list. It's not just a place where I dump a newsletter once or twice a month. You know, I also do random giveaways and uh, make very important announcements regarding the pod, ManhorCon, and more. Head on over to manhorpod.com, sign up for the mailing list, give me your email, give me your zip code, and I promise you'll never miss me passing through your neck of the woods. All right. I have a weird relationship with invitations. I typically assume I am not invited to something unless I am explicitly invited. Like if you tell me like, oh, hey, we're going to, we're all going out to this bar later. If you don't then say like, would you like to come with us? Do you want to meet us there? We'd love to see us, something like that. I just assume you're telling me your schedule. And I know that's definitely like cost me a, a lot of like social hangout opportunities. I've even like accidentally uninvited myself to certain orgy piles because I didn't realize I was being invited. I grew up in high school, you know, when I would come home from for breaks in high school, I had a a guy I was, you know, kind of friendly with and he was super popular. Very one of the most popular kids all of high school and he would get invited to a lot of parties. But he would get invited to a lot of parties that I wasn't invited to because, you know, I was a big old loser. <laughs> and he would be. He would tell me what he was up to. I would say, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? What are you up to? And he'd say, oh, I'm going to this party. And I would ask him if I could go. And he would be honest with me. He'd say, look, I don't think I can get away with bringing another guy to the party. Or, hey, they're, I don't think they're going to let me bring you. Now, some people would think that's rude or something like that. I'm, I appreciate it. 
it's way better than lying to me and saying like, oh no, we're staying in or I'm just going to a movie with my girlfriend. But then you know, a few hours later on Facebook, I'm seeing all these posts of you going out and partying and this, that, and the other thing. And when he could bring me to a party, he would like, you know, he would, he would try just, you know, like I said, I was, a uh, I was not very popular. So a lot of people have been asking me like, oh, how, how was your AVN? How was your trip to Vegas? And for me, it was very complicated because I, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There are a lot of after parties. There are a lot of hangouts, but I went to AVN by myself. I have a lot of friends who went there with significant others, or they went with a business partner of some sort, or they were performers and they're hanging out with other performers. And I was just kind of there with me. And that made AVN a little difficult. I think I'm not going to go again uh, by myself. I think I definitely need to bring somebody, <laughs> if anything, just to have someone to hang out with when I'm not you know, doing recordings and whatever. And I'm sure I was invited to a lot of stuff. People saying, we're going to go to Sapphire's Lair tonight. But I don't know that that means I can go. Am I going to be on your list? Or are you just telling me like, oh, I should go there too, but... I won't be there with y'all. Like, I'm just going to be in the same room. I can't, I don't know these things. I, th I think I mentioned this before, but like, I've, like, I was invited to an orgy pile and I didn't realize I was being invited to an orgy pile. So I didn't go join in on the orgy pile. I went upstairs and got a snack because no, if you don't tell me I'm invited, I just assume I'm not. Um, and all that made AVN pretty lonely for me, which is kind of rough because I don't think it needed to be, but. You know, I, I struggle with a lot of, you know, social anxiety, just like a lot of people. I can be very outgoing. I can be very extroverted. But if I don't know that the people around me want me there, I go straight into a hole. But as soon as I know someone's interested in me, like if someone's flashing me eyes at a bar or if someone gives me a compliment, calls me really cute, um, I then boom, extrovert, I'm out there, I'm, I'm social, I'm moving, I'm grooving. And the same goes for me for non-sexual social spaces, but it is so awkward when I am with a group of people and I only know one person and I'm still not even totally sure how much that one person wants to be hanging out with me, let alone wondering like, oh, is everyone else kind of like, why is this guy here? But hey, you know, it's, it's something I'm working on. As far as the podcasting goes, AVN was great. Got some really good episodes. Really excited to share them with you. Uh, we, we did record a, a bonus episode for Patreon uh, with my dick in someone's mouth. So am I not delivering just like awesome bonus content, people? Come on. Come on. Um, <laughs> so, And you'll hear about that one soon enough. We got some good ones there. I served on a panel about um, how to vet single guys at a conference called Erotica which happens at the same time as AVN. It's a swingers conference. You know, it was nice to uh, impart a little wisdom I feel like I've collected over the years. And it was even extra nice that uh, the organizers thought that I was a good single male to talk to. Uh, not that I am single, but that I operate as a single guy sometimes. And then sometimes I'm operating as part of a couple with my girlfriend. One of the things that helps me not uh, feel lonely, you know, out here on the road, though, I will be honest, I'm not just shilling, but the peep show. Wow. Y'all are just so fun. Uh, is this the peep show is a very active, naughty group chat where we just share nudes, gifts and compliments all day, except Mondays. That's mostly memes. And the peep show uh, is filled with people who are members of my fan horror community on Patreon. 
at the $10 level, you get access to this amazing, supportive, sex positive, body positive, pick an adjective, positive group of people. And, you know, have is, you know, sometimes it can feel like a little much and notifications go pow, 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 pow. But it also makes me feel a little less alone. It made me feel like I've got 57 other people in the car with me that I can chat with whenever I need to. So I just want to give a shout out to the peep show, just a little random shout out to you all. Cause you're all just a bunch of beautiful, awesome souls in there. And now it's time to do the fan whore appreciation moment. I think that's a good time to do it. Okay. This is the part of the show where I have to give a few brief shout outs to some of the members of our fan whore community over there on the Patreon. Uh, I want to give a shout out right now to Brad Orego. Are we human or are we dancers? Why why are those the only two options? I don't understand that song. But this this is a dancer. He's got some moves. But uh, we're happy to have you as part of the community, dude. I want to give a shout out to Camilo Neto. Yeah, you know what? I know you were only with us for 18 hours. And I do hope you will come back to us. Uh, it was short. It was brief. It was a little wham, bam. Thank you, man. But hey, I'll take it. Because all I need is $2 one time from all of you. So thanks for doing your part, Camilo. And a shout out and a thanks to JD. Uh, Hey, I hope you enjoyed that happy ending. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Again, if you want to join this sex positive community of people who hashtag pay for their content, join us over at patreon.com slash man whore podcast. And now it's time to play Cast That Porn, brought to you by HotMovies.com. HotMovies.com is, of course, a pay-per-minute porn site, which makes it it both an ethical and affordable way to hashtag pay for some of your porn. You know her, you love her, hashtag Rosa is hot. Rosa Escondone is here. More like Rosa is HotMovies.com right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're back on this podcast. (laughs) We can't get you off. (laughs) Well, let's see what we can do with HotMovies.com. See, I'm just better at chilling things. That's the that's what it is that I'm just a really good at. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, uh, today, what which uh, what video are we going to be recasting? So we're going to be watching a uh, daughter swap, um, a a film that I here's the thing. When I said we're going to be doing daughter swap, what did you think this was? I thought it was like because there's a couple genres of daughter swap. I thought this was like the mother's daughter swap where there's a whole series like mother daughter swap club type of thing and mothers swap their daughters ah this is a very different one this is daughter swap where actually two horny daughters convince each other's dads to fuck them right um this is a very you know maybe i should have done the mom one do a more like female driven plot line though actually (laughs) these are two young women who get what they want so (laughs) i'm just saying the other version would have passed the bechdel test this one i believe also passed the bechdel test if you watch the correct one so there's this movie is made up of Four vignettes or three vignettes. And I love you call them vignettes. Vignettes. Scenes. <laughs> they're vignettes. <laughs> they well, they're so full, classy. They're recast each time. It's like uh like it's not the same people, you know? I don't know if these young women have names, but they do, I believe. Yeah, there's another one with two women in business who uh they're both like interns at their dad their dads co own a real estate company and they are both interns at that company. So I wonder how they got that job. Yeah, nepotism. But and uh, dick sucking combined. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's the thing, they haven't, but then the dads give them too much work and they want to leave work. And so they are like, This works too much. And she's like, It is a lot of work. And then that would technically be Bechdel test passing, but then they do fuck each other's dads. Well, 
Well, uh, who who are the two fine young women that you're uh, recasting? So here's the thing about uh, daughter swap. A lot of the time, it's like teenage daughters. Like it's like supposed to be young girls. This one even came on HotMovies.com with a thing that it's like no one is actually under eighteen in this. Oh, um, they do a big flash on the screen at the beginning of daughter swaps. Um, and here's the thing: I a hundred percent believe that women can be sexy at any age. So I'm actually going to I'm going to do a twist on this daughter swap. Okay. We're going to make them all older. Okay, thank God. Really? I thought, old. I thought you were going to go the other direction. We're going to make it <laughs> filthy young. No. Billy Eilish and 11 no. from Stranger Things. No. Like, no. No. Thank God. We're not doing that. We're going much older. Yes. But we're also that means we're going to have to make the dads older cuz oh. a nice thing about daughter swap is uh I feel like it gives um older act porn actors something to do in porn because they're always like 50 years old it seems yeah. like they're always also looking haggard as hell yeah i love daughter swaps anyway <laughs> it's i just like okay and listen this is just me because i like how committed they am they are to the story in every single one of these um they're like these daughters want one thing to lose their virginity on their prom nights but their dads won't let them talk to boys at the prom so what are they gonna do well they have to figure out a way around this in a loophole is what if we fucked each other's dads and then they do it and then they're like they high five at the end because they've completed their goal <laughs> wait do they yes they do uh, high five at the end because again they have and listen I understand we're panned for the minute on these movies so like I understand a lot of people are gonna be like well I'm gonna cut to when they have sex no 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 this has I believe we are uh like four minutes into this yeah maybe a little yeah i mean this we didn't start it at the beginning but like a couple minutes in they're already talking to the fathers yeah they're just talking to dads there's like a lot of just like in their shitty prom dress what kind of yeah bad prom dress but uh again here's the thing if we if we make it older uh if we updo it then we have to give a new backstory it's not two daughters at prom it's Two daughters who need wedding dates. Ooh. Yeah, because remember, we're, we're getting... So how up. much older did you want to go? Like 20s or did you... I, no, I'm going like 40 years old. Okay, so they're going to like... They need second wedding dates. Yeah, or like maybe like to their... Maybe it's to, you know, a younger co-worker's wedding. We see the co-worker okay. scene before this because we want to know that these women have jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I want to like build out a world for them. Um so I, one thing I love about Daughter Swap is the daughter is almost always... Why like, has he got an axe and a gun? <laughs> oh, yeah, because the dates are coming and they scare off the dates with the axe and the gun. See, listen, <laughs> I, this, I'm here for plot. <laughs> All right. So one of the dads has a gun. One has a just a very terrifying axe. And they're waiting for their daughter's prom dates to be like, no, don't do any hanky panky at the prom. And these dads fucking hate young hot boys in their house. No, no, no. Because those two hot boys are too sexual. Also, I love that they hired two other porn actors who, again, they, in this, do not fuck. That's, they, that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will definitely see porn stars you recognize doing just talk speaking scenes. And they're obviously <laughs> getting a lesser rate. But uh, yeah. no, that's very common. Uh, I don't think you're going to get too many people from Central Casting to come into the to, porn. To come, to come just be boyfriend who gets threatened with axe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a small role. You got three lines, but the very powerful lines for the plot. Yeah, very powerful. So I think in my recast, I want women who like seem like like a little older. Like, know what they fucking want. Okay. I also am going to cut out the sex part of my movie. This is 100% the plot part. You understand? If my recast, it's actually just a plot movie. Okay. So who Um, who are going to... While they're here, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but while they're here, who are the, the prom dates? 
getting scared off. Oh, the prom dates getting scared off. Um, I think one is uh, Zachary Levy. Zachary okay. Levi. I think it just because that guy kind of looks like him to me. Um, okay. I think he has a good comic timing. Um, without you know going too big. I think the other one is uh like an Adam Driver type. Yeah. Like they're kind of funny because they're here to just you know be scared of axes you need you need someone with that quick comic timing really adam driver the father should be scared of him yeah i think it's um i think it would be a good one uh just like you know i also wanted to put who's in the zeitgeist right now for prom dates i know it's going to be expensive yeah i know it's good to you know helps you get greenlit helps with funding (laughs) yeah need a name attached Attached to it um so the girls again always look weirdly too similar to be two different people's daughters (laughs) um an issue with the genre but I think for my my girls, again, who are strong, independent women who are fulfilling the tasks that they want to be doing tonight. Um, oh. I know. Can you believe that? Like, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> you weren't expecting your dad to have an axe in the house? <laughs> and a, just a Glock. Not even like, yep. a, like a hunting gun. Just like a, hand, like a cop's handgun. They're just laughing it off. They're laughing it like, oh, our crazy dads, they said they're going to murder you. <laughs> crazy um so yeah for the here's the thing for the women um i'm you know i see like a rachel bilson okay yeah uh i think she she has the chops to do it uh i guess how she's like probably in her 30s now right she's probably yeah yeah, yeah 30s ish i think so and i think the other one anne hathaway yeah. Okay. I think they both like kind of look enough like each other. They, they shouldn't look identical, but they shouldn't be that different um, mm. from each other. And I think, again, because I'm cutting out all the sex stuff, it's just about two women who hatch a plan, which is actually <laughs> what all of these movies is about. Just two women hatching a plan to fool some dads, <laughs> which I like. I think that's a good twist to anything. It's just like, hey, what are they up to? Fooling dads? <laughs> I th- you know what? I think the reason I thought the, the daughter swap was going to be like mother daughter swaps because I thought you were going to like be tapping into whatever issues you may have with your moms Nah, i i maybe this is me tapping into some issues with the idea of where of fatherhood and being like i was raised by lesbians like what what does fatherhood mean to me but no i'm not this is all about plans and hatching plans (laughs) i'm a big fan of just i i like when um that the women are scheming in every single one of these okay like right now even they're trying to scheme to to get some in in the car on the way to the prom. Yeah. I mean, also, and st- listen, they're trying, and then the dates won't do it because they're too afraid of handgun dad. The most realistic teenage thing about this is they want to try to fuck in front of each other to lose their virginity. <laughs> I don't know what, I like to, there's like a lesbian subplot in my rewritten version of this where it's they actually want each other the most, but, but maybe they, they, can't. Can't, they can't do it they because can't they're not there. They're not there yet. They're not ready to come out, but they do see that their dads have fucking guns and they're like, wait, that's hot. Let's fuck <laughs> your, each other's dads. Oh, this is the best part. We probably want to put this on mic. Okay. Both of our dads have to have something to do with this. This is our one chance. One chance, one prom. We're never going to get it back. Oh, these guys are going to eat it. It's cool. And what are they going to eat, Rosa? That Honestly, their dad's best friend's dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this ruined our night. You guys ruined our night. Okay, so I think really any daughter swap is actually about the fathers. The two men who are sad and lonely enough to have sex with their best friend's daughter while their own daughter is fucking their best friend in the room. In, yeah. Um, it's a kind of sad, uh, Pavlovian upsetting, uh, nightmare world. Um, so, 
I think in that way, and also, um, and I don't think we even need the sex scenes because, again, I cut all those from mine. Um, but there's also a weird point in every single one of these where the dads like look at each other and they're like, oh my God, my daughter. And the other go- dad goes, oh, my daughter. And then they keep the fucking. plans. Also, where are the moms? Oh, yeah. There's always a, like a line at the end, like, don't tell your mothers. <laughs> it's like, wait, but where are they at? I think, again, I'm building out a lot of more of the world that both uh-huh. of their mothers died. <laughs> yeah, there's actually no mothers in this daughter swap. Or maybe one of their mothers died and then the other one it's like it's like a whole thing and like what does this mean for the family? Anyway, but the important part again, I think uh, in casting is who are these dads? Yeah, you who know, are who they? are these sad sad Who's... dads? Well, so you're casting folks in like their 30s uh for so, for as yeah. the daughters who are playing who are going to Who's old enough that you're and hot enough to play these dads? Here's the thing: I don't think it's hot. I don't think it's hot to to seduce uh, your <laughs> your daughter's friend, and also like not seduce. I should really put it out that they are not being seduced. Uh, they are being fooled <laughs> into a crazy nonsense plan. They're I not, don't buy that. They're not being fooled. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I guess, but like, it's not like they're like, "Ooh, I want to fuck my friend's daughter." No, it's that daughter wants to fuck your dad. Um. You Have know, you wanted to fuck any of your friends' dads? Not particularly, no. no. <laughs> I don't. May my friends don't have hot enough dads, I guess. That's on them. Um, get So, yeah. So, one of my dads, 100% off the back right here, right now, uh, Robert De Niro. Okay. I think he can... I think he got this, all right? I think he knows, uh, you know, knows how to come off as a horny dad. He's played a horny grandpa before, but I think horny dad is Where'd in his Where did he play a horny grandpa? In Bad Grandpa. Oh, you seen the film Bad Grandpa? I have not Where seen. he's just too horny. That's most of the film. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, I'm too horny. <laughs> um, and the other one is Bob Saget. Naturally. I mean, you need someone who's like funny, but a little filthy for these, right? You need like that, that line to walk where it's like, yeah, I fuck, right? But I'm also dad. It's hard being <laughs> dad. And I think Saget has both sides. Um, Daughter Swap is also part of his retelling of the aristocrats joke. Yeah, it's a, I have a, I, if we can't get to Nero too, I do have a backup, who's your backup? dad. Um, and I think we get Ray Romano. Aww. I just think uh, I think he's a, it's a reconnaissance. I think he, <laughs> I think the big sick came out and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, Ray Romano's hot again. <coughs> Did I make you cough that much? Because I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the reconnaissance. <laughs> he's back and he's ready for for film roles. He's not just a TV star anymore, and I think we need to all you know take Ray Romano a little bit more seriously. And what? could have him be more seriously than to be tricked into sex uh, by R- Rachel Bilson. I think that's fantastic. I think this is a perfect film. <laughs> now, here's oh, the thing. I did not know it was paused on that. Uh, yes, pause on it. Take that, Just suck it some Ray dick. Ray Romano's cock just in a mouth. Again, okay. I'm cutting the sex scenes. This know, is about this plans. Is, I'm trying to skip forward to the high five. Oh, yeah. You do need to see the high five. You're going to see a lot of like... Look how happy she looks, though. She's like, I'm banging my best friend's dad. I mean, happy it's a good... Me. Like, most people's like, how I lost my virginity story isn't fun. This is this is fun. I mean, yeah. It's also weird because one dad is always like super jacked and one dad is actually like dad aged seemingly in these. And that will be me one day. That will be you. You're <laughs> will the, not be the jack dad. You're not jack dad. Because I always feel like one dad, one dad's hotter, you know, which I think works. Right. 
for if we could get Ray Romano in this because again he's hot now. I I guess so. He's a hot boy now. That's true. Yeah, That's Irishman did something true. else. He's he's doing things. Ray Romano's in the Irishman. Yeah. Fuck, what? He plays... Uh, oh, so you know him and De Niro have chemistry already. Oh, absolutely. Oh, maybe they that's like, you know, maybe... They, they like are if, together in a lot of the movie. There's, you know, plenty yeah. of them together. Well, listen, then they might have the pure sexual, raw sexual energy of two dads who bang each other's daughters for some reason. I think that could be a solid daughter swap. Now, I w- can I toss out there, this is this is more if you had kept the sex scenes in, which you would never, because why? Yeah, it's not about that. It's not... Daughter <laughs> swap is not about the sex. I do need to put... We had to watch what, like five minutes of of the backstory with like axes and a car ride and two dates. I thought who we hated were going to see some sex in that car. No, and no, no. I did not realize they were going to be like, no, like I don't want to. Want to do? I don't want to die because your dad has an axe and he's not afraid to use it. He looked me in the eye, you know. And I think okay, the high five is probably coming right around here. Okay. Um. Well, I want to offer up if you had kept the sex scene in as a dad alternative, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Bobby Cannavale would be a hot dad. And he kind of looks like he could do porn. He looks like he would have done porn in He could be life. also the hot dad. I think he's a yeah. little young for my casting. Like, I think, like, Bonnie, Bobby Cannavale is, like, 50. Maybe, yeah. I think he's, like, a, he'd be a little bit young to be a dad. We could but... put the hair and makeup on that he did in, in Irishman. Yeah, we could. We did could... you know he's an Irishman, too? Everyone, is everyone in Irishman? I did not watch the Irishman. Wait, you want... you're... <laughs> Finally, finally, True. <laughs> yeah, I hope you got the the high five in there. Are you are you gonna also recast the writer for some of the dialogue? The, no, I'm the writer. Oh, you're I'm writing. writing okay. I this is my magnum opus. It's uh, daughter swap, but no sex parts. Because again, I like a porn that uh, commits to a very long plot. Oh, have you ever seen Taboo? No. Oh my gosh, I will sit down and watch that movie start and finish. It is. Very plot heavy, and I love it because I don't. I know I need to know why we're fucking here. Why are we here? Why, that's how, that's me doing? in my real life. I I am not interested in women uh, who have not expressed an interest in me, mm. which sounds odd, but I mean more like really expressed it when we're like on a date. There's some who they decide in their head like I want to mm. fuck this guy, but I never know that. Ah, yeah, you um, need like the val- like the verbal validation. Yeah, I it. need to know like, hey, like we do we have chemistry? Are we doing some sort of random drawn out scene? Like, yeah. what's happening here? Why am I fucking you? Is it just because you have a vagina? Not enough for me, lady. Ah, yeah. Is just because you're my best friend's daughter, and That's also good... my daughter is on a date with your my best friend. That yeah. works. Now that I have works. motivation. Now you have like now a have whole a lore of this. Um. I do have to say, and we didn't watch the third vignette, yes, vignette, in this movie, but I do want to say it starts with a car accident. Yeah. Um, the daughter is on the way to the mall, and like he's, she's like, you're late, dad. The sale's going to be done. I'm like, not what works. And then a different dad in a different car. Coincidence. Is like trying to do like a practice driving oh! test, and they get into a car accident. You heard the car accident and you screamed. That was jarring. It's a very, yeah. The car accident, he, why these two sleep with each other's dads is the dads don't have their wallet or insurance on them. And then and they're like, the payment. And it, she's like, well, I could think of something to pay for this. And I was like, and then the other daughter, I guess, also just sleeps with the other dad. And then they, I believe, also high five. 
Again, these two women don't know each other. They're just in a car. But it's like, that's not going to fix the car. It's like, what is that? That's just going to take out of what his prostitution budget. It's like, well, if you take from there now and I take care of it, now you can spend that money on the car. There's a weird, uh, there's a very strange, there's one of them, which is not in this one, but probably on hotmovies.com has the movies, you know. Um, there's one of them, which I think is also great, where uh, it is a, um, it's a, two daughters want to go to the mall they're like but we don't have money and then it's like well we're gonna make them give us money by sex and i was like okay there's also one where the dads are just really sick like they are both have like the flu and then they're like well i know it makes him feel better fucking and i, I was like, like you did like a screen analysis of like the entire film oh yeah no i need to know because here's the thing they they focus so hard on the the schemes like the schemes of these women that i was like well i need to know what these schemes are you know because it's not the sex is all exactly the same and who cares honestly who the fuck cares i'm here for schemes and there's so it's just two young ladies with a crazy scheme every time and it somehow works but none of the schemes make any sense i love a scheme um and the other thing i love here is that they did blur out the brand of the car on the steering wheel yeah you need to do that just in case people yeah. are like is that a nissan no, we don't know. We can't tell. Yeah, in indie uh, indie film tip, <laughs> just blur it out. Well, Rosa, thanks for in, uh, indulging us with this uh, rendition of "Cast That Porn." Yeah, cast that porn. Yeah, uh, cast that porn, everybody. You know, it's a paper man porn site. They have so many porns. They have this type of you know father daughter swaps up stuff. They have the mother daughter swap stuff too. They've got a lot of things. I don't know how much you browse, but a lot of categories, a lot of stars, a lot of studios. So a lot get, of backstories. A lot yeah. of complex backstories. <laughs> no, they have a lot of that retro porn, which is very plot heavy. Mm. Yeah. So instead of like, you know, managing like, you know, three, four different memberships to different sites that are like $20 a month. No, just buy some minutes at hotmovies.com. Use those minutes uh, for videos from all of those sites right here. And they're going to give you 20 free minutes on top of any package you sign up for when you use promo code manwhore uh, hotmovies.com. And Rosa, where can where can people find you? You're no longer private on Twitter. Anyways. I am no longer private Is on Twitter. Lawsuit it's a, over? Yeah, my lawsuit's <laughs> over. I can say it too. Like now, I'm like no one can stop me from saying I did you get anything. I did. I got money. I'm rich now. Oh, is that a twist? I'm rich oh, now, y'all. We got our own high five. Ah, yeah, it's because we fucked each other's debts. Anyway, um, the only reason you can high five um, wherever he is. Uh. <laughs> Berkeley, California. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, you can find me on Twitter at, at human comedian. My Instagram is also at human comedian. Um, and yeah, those are, that's how you those find are the plugs. Those are the, two, yeah, the, two, the plug my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Why not? Go follow her. She's fun. Um, all right. Well, Rosa, thank you so much. And why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? All right. Bye, y'all. Remember, keep swapping those daughters. <laughs> And now for this week's guest, Caitlin Rupert. Uh, she is a, a great stand-up comedian, uh, a friend of mine, also a fellow pa- podcaster. She does a show called Pod After Lockup, which is a uh, Love After Lockup recap podcast. If you are a reality TV show junkie, you should check that out. Um, but we had a really interesting conversation about the the situation she is currently in and what it's going to take for her to leave it. So let's go ahead and get to my conversation with my friend Caitlin. Okay. Well, um, no, no, it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. Um, but I think it's crazy to fuck someone just because they're annoying you. 
No, no, I didn't fuck the person because they were annoying me. I fucked someone because the person I was seeing was annoying me. Oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> like I, I feel like, I don't know. Are we recording? Is this yeah. okay? Well, I feel like um, people like us, uh, mm-hmm. uh, people who What are, do you mean people like people us? People who are slightly promiscuous um, <laughs> have a rotation of people we could always just hook up with. But that doesn't mean we're going to. That just means we can. So the moment somebody kind of just starts being all like, well, I don't really know if I'm looking for something serious. You go, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm just going to fuck someone then, tonight. Yeah. you know, tonight. That's really not hard for me. But now, is that a power move to make a point or is it because you happen to want to fuck the person that night? Usually it's, sometimes it's a power move to make a point. The The one recently was just because like he, we hadn't had sex in like two weeks and I was really horny and I was like, I kept saying, I was like, hey, I'm really horny. Can you please come over here and fuck me? Like, I don't even care if you're like having emotional distress, if you're busy, like whatever, you could <laughs> literally just come <laughs> come and then leave like right. i just like it, it gives me it, it gives me it's a certain release that like uh i like in my life and i've <laughs> it's you know it, as a woman it takes a while to um be comfortable with that because like you're so judged as a woman just liking to have like if you like having sex you're 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 a hoe uh-huh. <laughs> and i think uh you know it, it really didn't take me that long but for the most part it was a little bit I was like, "Oh, is this is this something I'm going to be judged for?" And then eventually, I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I don't, I don't care." <laughs> I, I love, such a kind, caring partner. You're like, I don't care if you know you're in emotional distress. <laughs> I don't care if you're in emotional distress. See, for me, if someone's like, "I need to get a," like, I, I don't, I know they kind of are said meaning the same thing. But if I'm told said. If I'm told, can you come over and fuck me, and I'm not in the mood for that, then I'll be like, I can't. But if someone's like, I need to get off, can you take care of that? Even if I'm emotionally distressed, there are things I can do right. that don't require me to get turned on. That I'm like, I can go over. Like, right, right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, right. the, like the person who I had sex with literally... Um, and honestly, it was timing, because I didn't seek them out. It's just every now and then we happen to be uh in the same mindset like we were already texting and then he was like oh yeah Ari, uh what are you doing and i was like like whatever i just told him what i was doing and then he's like do you want to fuck and i was like huh because he hadn't asked me that in like a while like we hadn't hooked up in like a while and i was like maybe and then <laughs> and then it was like i was like do i have to leave my house and he's no so i was like all right sure came over fucked me and left and i was like right perfect I didn't even have to leave my house. <laughs> and you got to kind of get back at your the annoying whatever thing is going on. Well, you know, I got that happened this morning. Yeah. Well, I got to kind of level it out in my head because as far as I was concerned, me and me and the guy I'd been seeing regularly for the last like at this point it was probably two almost a little over two months, uh, had just broken up. Okay. Although everybody keeps saying we had this conversation. They're like, Well, you can't break up if you weren't boyfriend and girlfriend i'm like we were dating you can end things yeah you can end things right if you're consistently like i text him every single we text each other 30 times a day every day we the first like few weeks we were together would see each other every day like now we've been going like less and less time but as far as i'm concerned that's my person like that's who i'm seeing so when he says that he doesn't think he can give me what I want and that like, you know, he's having, you know, doubts about what whatever it is we are and whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, so we broke up. Mm. Like that's, you don't want to see me. Fine. I'm going to go do this until you come. Because they always come back. 
they always come back around. <laughs> like granted, sometimes like at that point, I'm usually like, okay, now you're a hookup because I don't really get rid of people for the most part, mm. except for that one individual. Um, <laughs> there's a few people I've gotten rid of. The the pimp I dated, I got rid of. <laughs> He felt like I was trying to play a game because I kept saying, like, you know, I'm really, I, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to go fuck someone else. And I was like, that's literally me not playing a game. That's me being Yeah, like, but it's a little bit you playing it. It's a little manipulative and you know it. Yeah, but I fully meant it. Like, I wasn't. No, I know you, I'm not saying you don't mean it, but you're also saying it to him in a manipulative manner. I guess it's, I mean, it's hard not to be manipulative. I mean, I feel like Isn't yeah, it? if I had a vagina, I'd be just, I feel like it's inherently manipulative to exist. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? We can't help it. <laughs> well, good time to say I'm here with uh, my friend and fellow comedian, Caitlin. Is it, I just said Rupert. friend, but I don't, I don't know how to say your last name. You know what? So many people have known me for so long and still say my last name wrong. Because I think unless you're like someone who like frequently hosts, yeah. I don't think you ever have to know anyone's last name. my last name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if it, you know, a frequent MC in New York City knows how to pronounce everyone's weird last yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, when I hosted the to. when I hosted the uh the mic, uh I would I would see like 50 comics a night and um people would get mad at me for saying their name wrong and I'd be like, "Are you a moron like you think i know how to pronounce every name and especially with your chicken scratch like come and on especially because you don't matter because yeah. we're in the same basement together well, that's what I, I like once somebody was like you can't say that when i would have i first started hosting people were like really mean to me like edgy to me because it was a whole thing but um I remember once uh, a male comic got mad at me for pronouncing his name wrong. And when he was done with the set, I went up and I said, hey, get booked more. Maybe I'll remember your name. Boom. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I started hosting an open mic just so I would learn people's names. Oh, see, that's nice. Because like, I just want to like meet. Well, no, it was more like I want to meet people and be likable. And I heard if you remember people's names, instead of uh, reintroducing yourself seven times to the same comic, yeah. I heard that's a likable It thing. is a likable quality, and, apparently. And we all know that's something I have to work very you know, hard on. You know what I do because I'm an asshole? I, um, I know the people whose names I really do need to remember, and that's the bartenders. <laughs> so I will write down the moment I meet a bartender, I'll write down their name and a little description of them and where they work. <laughs> And the next time I go into that bar, all I do is I search in my notes the name of the bar, and it'll come up with all the bartenders. And then I come up and I'm like, hey, Steve. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so good with names. And I'm like, uh, I know. I am terrible with names. Have you ever uh, forgotten the name of someone you have fucked or while fucking? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, and not even like I actually forgot their name. It's just like a weird panic thing where I went to introduce them to somebody and I've been fucking them for like four months. And I was like, hey, so this is such and such. And this is, he's great. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'll do more like, oh, I'll, I'll, like, let's say you were the, the hookup person I've forgotten the name of. I'd be like, oh, hey, this is so and so. And then I pause to let you introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that before <laughs> when I preemptively realized I did not remember my hookup's name. But um, sometimes like I get cocky. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know this person's. I was like, I do not know this person's name. <laughs> Have you ever called out the wrong name in bed? I don't really call out names in bed, so <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, sometimes, very, very rarely though. If it's somebody who I've like known for a while, and then we start fucking, I do it because I feel like that's a turn on. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. Other than that, I do like being reminded that you know that you're having sex with me. That right. is a thing right, I right. enjoy. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not just a dick. I'm a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> I did do it once, 
and I don't remember when, but I do remember having a big fear in college. Like the my I had a a, a monogamous long term girlfriend my freshman year, Ooh. and then when we went back sophomore year, we decided to break up because we were different schools. Right, and I was so nervous doing sleepovers because I was told your eyebrow just raised. <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'm waiting for the end of this <laughs> interesting well, story. I know that, I mean, I don't know if it's interesting. I am speaking, so <laughs> who knows, really. Go so probably way. not. Go ahead, right. yes. <laughs> but I, I have been told that I talk in my sleep sometimes. Oh. And for that whole, all sophomore year, because I, and I love sleepovers, yeah. I love cuddles, but fuck was I nervous that I was going to talk about. I love how you're about... calling it sleepovers. <laughs> Like, I don't, why does What it, do you call it when you sleep over? It just sounds like you're like showing up with your backpack and your pillow. I do show up with a backpack. <laughs> like, ready to go. <laughs> like, I'm packed for tomorrow's day. You like put your toothbrush out on the sink. You're like, this one's mine. Nobody use it. Well, I mean, for me, it's like I put the toothbrush and the Rogaine down on and the, the sink. Yeah. <laughs> and the lube just on next to the bed, just this, in case. But yeah, I was so nervous. I was going to like say Arissa's name in my sleep with another woman. Yeah. And that was like a huge fear. I feel like I would not be mad at a guy if that happened. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, whatever. That yeah. happened. Well, if there was a if there was an excuse or mm. um like would you need to hear a story or would you just No, write it off? I feel like if you just said it, that's what you're sleeping. That's involuntary. That's not your you know. Well, you don't have some sort of romanticized version of of course he's dreaming about me he's as he sleeps every me. night. Well, the guy This uh, man I just met in a bar. The guy I've been dating for the last three months, um, continually when he talked because he was in a relationship for like seven years i am like the rebound queen i don't know why i'm everybody's fucking rebound i don't know if it's my ex i think it's because you're cool my that's what my ex-girlfriend said she goes caitlin well you seem like you're super happy fun sexy time and then like guys start dating you and they realize that you actually have a lot of like grief and trauma in your life and like you are a real person and it's not as fun anymore and i'm like well god damn it but so anyway so he got out of a seven year like very intense relationship and um he'll still refer to his ex as his girlfriend like when he's talking about her he'll be like and my girlfriend ex-girlfriend like i had oh, i've had that's to so bad yeah so i've had to continually correct him but he started dating me like they were kind of on and off for like like there was a while where they were kind of like on the outs but um Do you overlap in that time window no not not really okay. but um i was a good maybe only three months after it was definitely over. And um, so it, it, it was fairly... And I was the first woman he had slept with since her. So, yeah. It's still bad if you're still referring to the ex as girlfriend. By I mistake. know. I, I never do that. I, I keep telling him, like, when we had our, like, semi-breakup, I was like... Please go fuck someone. Just go fuck some. I said I, I told him I was like, I'm giving us two weeks. I was like, I'm I'm not gonna talk to you for two weeks. You're not gonna talk to me. Let's just let's just like take a break. Go fuck someone. And um he texts me three days later. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Did he text you after fucking someone or No. Did you consider referring him to a friend? I told him we could have a threesome. Do you have a friend you would say, hey, no. Jennifer, can you go fuck this no, guy I, I so he stops being sad? So he stops being sad. So he just, so he's my boyfriend like I want him to be? <laughs> That's the magic bullet. If you so fuck stupid. him, he'll date me. <laughs> I don't know. But it's true. Like there's just, there's, there's this weird block that guys get. Because like I think his whole thing, which I want to be like, hey um i'm pretty hot and and okay you should just like go with this because like i don't usually want to commit to people i'm very much a non-commitment that's person. why i was very surprised when you were like three years of almost monogamy 
Uh, three months. Three months. Sorry. sorry yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. That's it's very strange for me. And I, I could like I had definitely had options. There were people who were trying to sleep with me. And I was just like, no, I'm seeing someone. I really like them. I don't <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, but. So wait, who's who's this guy? Because I forget when Philly was, even though I was just in my calendar. But I assume this started after Philly. This was after Philly. Yeah, because we, we, me and you went to Philly together and we had a long car, car ride of conversations. I'm so um, sorry, by the way, about that. No, no, I have fun. I don't know. I feel like anyone's stuck in a car with me for a certain amount of hours. Oh, no, no, no. To... I'm, a, I'm a chatty Kathy. I, I, I was fine with that. Um, you know, my, my roommate goes through waxes and wanes of enjoying my chattiness. Oh. So he'll refer to it as like I'm giving him uh, my newsletter update. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll just come in the kitchen. I'll give him like six things. Yeah. And he's like, well, thanks for this newsletter. Well, that, that's why I like seeing this guy because we literally like when we're together, we just like talk, 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 talk. And it's like goes on way too many ADD tangents. Where'd but... you meet this guy? So <laughs> he is, uh, he's friends. He went to high school with... Okay. from from um gas digital mm-hmm. and um so he had seen an instagram of me and together um at the botanical gardens and um he had followed me off of that because he was like oh this girl's friends with my friend and um so he was following me on instagram for a few weeks and then he saw me um instagram something about being gluten-free this is the most like hipster sounding fucking story you are sitting here with Two white, claws, two white claws as well as four more in my fridge <laughs> just in case you get through these i poured a i poured a, a two o'clock whiskey just because yes. i didn't want you to drink alone i can't i can't have the glutens um it, it's bad for my bodies um but yeah so he he's gluten-free though for um weight reasons he lost like 60 pounds he looks very good <laughs> can you tell when he's naked they lost 60 pounds uh oh that that he no no no. he does not have like loose skin or anything crazy uh, like that no he looks hot um he's got, <laughs> got like a six pack eight pack and shit um but so he had messaged me about the gluten-free thing and he was like oh what's your cheat thing and i was like oh i actually can't have a cheat thing this is like i would have body issues if i have a cheat right. thing and um and so then we started talking and I was on the train back from um oh actually I think I asked you to come to this. It was I was um this the Sunday that I was I went upstate for um Hudson oh, the little Hudson, camping? Hudson no Hudson no. Valley um roller girls oh, or Hudson Valley Horror. Yeah, yeah, because you are and I'm insanely jealous about it, but you are like the new announcer for the Gotham Girls Roller yes, Derby. Yes, I have an announcer for the Gotham Girls Roller <laughs> Derby and the Hudson Valley Horrors and, you know, very uh, various other, um, you know, teams, if they need an announcer, I'm on the roster for that. Um, So I had been doing that upstate. So I was coming back on the train and I was talking to him. And so I, I'm very like, I'm a bit dominant and shit. So I was like, uh, I'm getting off the train. Um, I, I'm going to have like a long walk home. Talk to me. I'm going to like, can you call me? And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, I like, like how just asking a guy to talk to you is considered dominant. On the phone? Body. It is, though. So many men hate that. Like, he hates I mean, it. People hate that. He hates it now. Like, he won't call me now. And it drives me uh, like fucking nuts. But he talked to me on the phone and we talked for like an hour. And then um, two days later, I was like, yeah, I want to like, 
you know, I want to see you. I want to meet up with you. And so he ended up coming to my house, which I was a little worried about because I was like, I kind of know you, but I like you like we have mutual friends. So for me, it wasn't that crazy having somebody come to the house. Um, But then I was like, oh, he might be crazy. Also, I didn't really he doesn't have any pictures of himself on his Instagram because he's a photographer. So it's mostly just like random pictures of like, you know, you're nervous, like a barn and shit. It's just I like how you're nervous inviting someone over for the first time who has a mutual friend and I will literally unlock my entire apartment, blindfold myself (laughs) and hope it all works out. Oh God. (laughs) The difference between the male and female experience. Yes. yes. Um, So anyway, I didn't know what he looked like. I had um, texted our mutual friend and I was like, is he, is he attractive? And he was like, yes, he's, he's very good looking. And I was like, oh, thank Okay, good. But then also like guys don't necessarily know that. So he shows up and he was hot and I was like, oh, thank fucking god and i was like i'm not gonna sleep with him though because i had back pain at the time because my bed a bulging disc so i was like i'm not gonna sleep with him not only because it's our first time meeting but also because i could screw up my back um but since he's from westchester and we drank i was like you can't drive like he had driven down i was like you can't drive i was like just sleep over it's fine like i'm not gonna have sex i said don't like i'm not gonna have sex with you and then um we got into my bedroom he took his shirt off and i was like oh I'm going to have sex with you. <laughs> I am going no willpower. to have well, sex why, with you. Why were you making the rule? to? Because I do the, I like to, um, okay. I used to have the strict rule of I don't fuck people the first time I hook up with them. Mm-hmm. But why did you have this rule? Um, I had the rule because I, I guess because I actually liked him. Okay. Like if, all right, so let's say I meet a guy on Tinder and I'm just like, whatever. Um, I'm 35 and he's 25, 26. I'm not going to date that person. So I'm fine hooking up with him on the first date because if he's like ghost me or whatever, I'm like, whatever, you're 26. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he, on the other hand, was somebody I could see myself dating. So I didn't. He's just on the texting and the phone call. Yes. Yeah. yeah, wow. yeah. Um, And the age and the, the location and like, I don't know, just there were a few things. I was like, oh, yeah, I could I could date you. Um, So I was trying to be a little. And also my back hurts. <laughs> there are a few. There were a few factors. Sure. But yeah, so then uh, then we and then like after that, we spent like every day together. There was um, that weekend because that was like a Tuesday and that weekend we went um, we went to the gardens, me and him to the botanical gardens. And then I had a show all the way in Brooklyn. That show you did. Oh, yeah, you did that show. That was the that was like after you just met him. Yeah, that was like that first week that I met him. And um I had spent so much time with him at that point because he had slept over Friday night. Saturday, we went to the gardens. We like ate dinner or lunch or whatever. And then I went down to host that show. And then afterwards, he was still in the city at a friend's house um, at a party. And I like text him and I was like, hey, is this crazy? I kind of want to see you again. I kind of want you to sleep in my house again. And he was just like, he's like, no, I was thinking the same exact thing. I didn't want to text you that, though, because I didn't know if I was seem crazy. And I was like, I was like, OK, let's meet up. And we met up like in the rain. <laughs> it was very romantic. And then we spent a, yeah, like so we spent like more than 24 hours together. And like those are such dangerous first dates. I like know. 24 to 52 hour first dates that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they start off as like maybe a Thursday night getting drinks. And next, no, you spent literally an entire yeah. weekend just hanging out, yeah. talking, and fucking. And, and I like never it. do that. Like, never. I am a, 
Um, I have anxiety. Get out of my bed. Like, or if I sleep over at their house six in the morning, I'm out. Like, mm. I don't like having anybody around me. And that's why I was like, oh, I like him. Because I wanted him to be around me. I was like, oh, no, I, I don't want him to leave. So I was like, oh, okay, this is good for me. Yeah. But, you know, then the result, then I found out all the, the other complications and the, that he had just gotten out of a relationship okay. and like, you know, there's some other like it was a, it was dramatic. Uh, <laughs> Why was it dramatic? His ex is an alcoholic. So, you know, that whole thing. Okay. Yeah. When 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 someone you're seeing is talking about the ex, how much do you trust what they're saying versus what you think actually happened? Um, I go ahead and trust what they're saying because it's just easier. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I could look at it from from her angle or, you know, if I'm dating a woman, mm. whatever their ex, you know, it's it's all. It's all relative, but for me, I will just deal with what's in front of me because that's what's more important. Okay. Because, like, the other thing is, even if they're lying, it's still their view or how they want to portray that relationship, and there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, I go with it. <laughs> and so, so you had the marathon, like, first, second date, and yeah, then yeah. what transpired in this shockingly monogamous time period in your life um like to to make it continue or to make it disrupt at this point uh let's let's hear the good before we find out whatever just happened oh, okay well to make it continue like I, I also apparently like the timing because i hit you up yesterday to see if you were available uh. and you were like yeah i'm available tomorrow and then apparently also shit happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah i was crying all this morning <laughs> Oh God! Did, wait, did, did whatever happened that we're gonna hear later? Okay, did that happen before or after I hit you up to do this? Oh, after. Oh, just yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking up from at the, the heavens and the... be like, "Hey, I don't believe in you, but <laughs> thanks for looking out." Okay, so what what were the goods? So the good, I guess, would be that we talked a lot. He was he's kind of he's got that little bit of a touch of autism, so he doesn't have a filter. So he just says most of the things he's thinking. And like one of the things he said at some point was like, oh, well, because he kind of made it clear that he didn't necessarily expect me to want a boyfriend or to want somebody, you know, to be like my partner. He's also talked to you for more than 10 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, but he had also because we're comedians, he had listened to me on podcasts. He's a comedian. No, no, no. Because okay, like, God. like me and you were like people listen to our shit and think sure. that's us full on, like full stop. But it's like we we still have these aspects of our personalities that you don't know unless you really know us. Mm. And so he thought because he had heard me on on podcasts that I was just like the slutty hoe bag who just never wants to be with anyone full like full term like whatever like monogamously. I'm like, no, 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 I do. I just tend to be very picky and those people don't tend to be in my life, you know, and I tend to be more focused on comedy than I am on like a relationship, but that doesn't mean it would never happen. I was like, I'm literally sitting in front of you telling you I like you more than I've liked most people and you need to like listen to that and like go with that. He's like, well, I'm not, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. I was like, fine, whatever it is, is what it is, but we're doing fine right now. We don't need to like put a bunch of like questions into this. We've only like well, this was like two weeks in. I was like, we've only been dating for like two weeks. It's not even dating yet. It's yeah, like it's well, been two weeks of we've made out and fucked around. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I consider at the moment you're like going on more than three dates. We're dating, but that's sure. that's my definition of it. Other people do not like that definition. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the good stuff. Was basically we were just like, all right, let's go with the flow. Let's just see where things take us and we like each other that's that's what's up and what's the moment you realize like well i should ask now Mm. or at least um now minus 48 hours um are you in love with this person 
I, I would not throw the L word around, no. Would you say you were on a pathway? Like it's yeah. DACA. It's like you're on a pathway yeah, yeah. to loving it. Because I love a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like I love my friends. I love like, you know, people I, I've had moderate relationships with. Okay. You know, like, but I, I have a spectrum of love. So for me, it's like when somebody's like, oh, I love you or I don't love you. I'm like, no, no, I love everybody. Sure. But after three months, I think at least with in terms of romance, well, so, I mean, I believe after three months, you have at least an idea if it's in the direction of that. I have not fallen in love with someone every time in three months, but yeah. I've known if it's going that direction. Oh, yeah. I would say it was going that direction yeah. or is going that direction. I mean, it's sure. not like we're we're not done. Yeah. But... Oh, we'll find out. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what would you say is one of the moments that you started realizing, yeah, this is... This is a thing that I'm like my heart's involved more than just my cunt. Um, <laughs> I think it would be that that night where I did the show and then I text him and I was like, "Is it insane that I so want like to see you again?" So like immediately, you're just like, "Boom!" Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in on this. Yeah, yeah, because I know myself well enough to know that my my usual pattern is to like just be like, "No." Like I think I told you I date I dated a, a comedian who was very he love bombed me and I knew he was love bombing me at the time and I was even like he showed up at one of my shows got booked on one of the same shows as me and I was like, "Dude." Like, we've seen each other five times this week. I don't want to see you a sixth day in a row. And I definitely don't want to hear these jokes again. And I definitely don't <laughs> want to hear these. I've heard your jokes. And um, and that guy, I was just like, he almost convinced me to be like more into him than I was. And, oh. and then he made me mad because eventually he just went, oh, you know what? I just think I don't see us as romantic partners. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the one. <laughs> You're the one who wanted this. I didn't. And then you wrote me it. And then I got upset about it. But he was the opposite. Like he, it was very mutual. And I was like, oh, I think we both actually like each other. I like him. I was never, he, like, he never had to convince me to like him. And most yeah. guys do. <laughs> like most guys, I, I, I start off, I start off very much like, I don't know about you. And then they like, they like love bombing. And then I go, all right, I could see it. And then they like disappear. By the way, what is it? I know what it is because I had an ex who sent me literally four articles on it. Uh, but what is this term love bomb? Okay, so love bombing, it's a it's a very um, important thing for everybody to have in the back of their mind and their nexus. It's like gaslighting, you know, that's just something you should know. So love bombing is when a person um, kind of just starts out real hot and heavy and like that's their go-to and they will just they'll be texting you they'll be like overly complimentive like they'll be like i i really like you i like this about you i like this about, i want to like take you to meet my mom like you Whoa! like you meet their family really early and like like i met his sister like on the like the first we didn't even have a date yet i met his sister at his birthday party this is the the love bomb comic. The comic so this particular comic is a love bomb expert he does I, I know he does it i think it's very manipulative because the thing is it's not that they actually like you it's just this weird thing that they do because they want that response from you and then once they get it they go oh yeah no never sure. mind you know and that's the thing because like it was never genuine in the first place like you know a love bomb because at the end of it there's a cutoff. They go, okay. oh, wait, no, 
And you're like, whoa, 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 then you never met any of that shit. You like, why were you obsessing over me? And like, you know, meeting with me for lunch, like in between, like at my, at my work, like, you know, they're, they're, they're literally just like, they go from being not in your life at all to just being like massively in your life and then just cut it off. I've got, I've been love bomb more than once. And I think it's because of that whole thing where I think people like the idea of me, but when they actually get to know me, they're like, oh, not that like, I'm not unappealing. I mean, you're friends with me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just a very. You're incredibly appealing, but you yeah. have, you have depth. I have depth. You have layers uh, are like an onion. <laughs> like, it, it, if you're just around me in social settings, it seems like I'm just really gregarious and I'm very like, you know, I, I know everybody and I like, I could talk to everybody and I have no, no issues. But then if you really get to know me, then you'll realize that like, I got, I got some shit and I'm not always going to be like super happy, shiny. <laughs> person but you know i think to to me that gives my personality more but i think for people who sometimes want to date me they think that they just want that person they see at the party yeah they've fallen in love with this character this yeah that you've put out this person who doesn't actually exist yeah which is a person they could fall in love with on instagram Mm -hmm. you know because you don't have to get to know you but right They've seen the perception and they fall in love with whatever that is you put out there. But right. as soon as they get to know anything more, it's like, ooh, I didn't know it was going to have all this. Yeah, to yeah. It. It's like they're they're trying to complain about shit. And I go, yeah, my dead parents. And they're like, oh, yeah. That's not even okay. that bad of a one. I don't know, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. romantically. It's yeah, a bad yeah. thing to have. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, romantically, I'm like, that's not the heaviest that's thing you can run bad. into. <laughs> I don't know. orphans orphans are great you literally never have to meet their parents (laughs) like there's never any mom is that a bit you do um yes and no yes and no because it it should be definitely that's hilarious um what what has been happening what one was it weird for you to like what what, okay it's a two-part first was there an explicit agreement to not fuck other people at any point no so this was a thing you voluntarily did i did it on my own yeah Yeah, I know. Which it makes it more Ooh, interesting knowing yeah. there was no explicit agreement. Yeah, there with was no. You. I just, I, I, I know because <laughs> you um, know, I, I ho to ho. I, uh, I do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have repeats. Like I, I, yeah. I circle back around. It's not that I'm like sleeping with a bunch of new people. I just sleep with the same people like multiple times. Yeah. It's like oh, like I, once once we've like kind of dated and don't work out. I'm like all right, now you're in that co- category for sure. I just started fucking someone who I stopped hooking up with in April, and now I'm like, we should do that again. We should, we it's should. like why would I go? Let's if, give it a go. Why would I invite new rejection when I right. know I have probable acceptance? See, mine most- is why would I invite like possible bad dick or vagina i was exactly what i was gonna say it was like you know you're not getting rejected you know yeah we know who I'm not. You, <laughs> we don't have to say it out loud but but it's more like ah because is a new like a new person is like a new chance to have someone be bad in bed right? yeah yeah and for me like there's, there's not really a lot of people being bad in bed there's, there's people where i'm like eh, i don't know if i'm loving this in bed yeah because like you know anyone who makes me have an orgasm i'm very grateful for but yeah. it's not always the best ones with you i gotta imagine you're like no you like this is bad dick like, <laughs> I, don't, like I don't i can't even, that's what i guess my experience as a dude is like in that i don't even know what bad sex is because even what is bad sex i'm mm. so appreciative for oh okay whereas yeah. then i'm like i don't even know what the disappointment of being excited to fuck somebody and finding out they're bad in bed is like. yeah well see i'm a multiple orgasmer so like i will God always i know i will always have moderately good sex but there is definitely like the, uh, 
sex with a guy I've I've been seeing is fucking perfect because he just has sex exactly the way I want him to. Um, he's hot, which is always nice. Like I really do like a hot person. I'm vain. Um, and he doesn't do a lot of the let me tell you what you need to do. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't need to do that. <laughs> so it's perfect. Well. So- What's been, what has been hap- what happened? I guess since yesterday, since that it, oh. has been tanking. All right, so the the downward spiral kind of happened around Christmas due to the dead parents and the depth and shit. So I was a little, <laughs> it was a little that pesky problem. It was a little sad. Like I, I I let him get away with Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving, I'm also sad, and I really wanted to see him, and he was just like, I'm with my family. I'm not gonna see you. I. I was like fine, you know. I spent I spent Thanksgiving with like Lewis and Sarah. Like I was with a fellow orphan and a good friend and another good friend. So I was like, you know what? I don't need him. It's fine. I'm fine. Okay. And then Christmas happened. Also, didn't necessarily need him. I was like, I'm fine. I had a, a party for comics. Sorry. I've had to like bite back uh, because what? we're on a different type of podcast vibe. I had to fight back. A variety of jokes about Lewis oh. and dead parents and ethnicity <laughs> that would be acceptable in almost any other you know, oh, podcast oh, we would yes, be on. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, fine, back. Don't We're say not nice to our friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's the culture. You know, it's yes. uh, it means we like them when we make Puerto Rican dead parent jokes. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't do it. We love them. It's no, fine. Sorry. Um, but yeah, when then Christmas came along and I was fine because I had a, a party for comics mm-hmm. and whatever. But then like Christmas Day, everybody leaves my house because like whoever sleeps over everybody leaves like margo was there for a minute and came and helped me clean but then she left and then i was alone and i was like hey it's christmas day you already did all your shit can you come and like hang out with me and he basically was just like no i'm just like and then i was like well i'm an orphan i should be i should be like top of this fucking list like you you didn't come for thanksgiving fine but like christmas fucking do something like come and hang out with me like whatever and he wouldn't and so it kind of like gave us this weird sort of like fight thing and he's local well yeah he's westchester and did he make an offer did he go like how about tomorrow on the 26th no he was supposed to come over but then he was like i'm actually really tired because he was in queens because his grandma's in queens i'm just trying to find an out for him before no 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 so he ended up having to drive his mom back to westchester and he had said he was going to come see me i was like okay we'll just go drop your mom off Mm. and come afterwards like just come sleep over and then he's like oh no you know what and so like basically it it caused a riff and um we had a fight and yeah i think that's when i slept with somebody else i can't remember the timeline you fucked someone on christmas it was no i think it was like the day after christmas or maybe it was somewhere around it was between christmas and and new year's eve i saw him on new year's eve not the nighttime though because he didn't want to see me at night so i just like stopped on my way up to an airbnb to be by myself (laughs) You got an Airbnb within the city you already live in. No, no, no. I I got it upstate. Yeah, I, I was in Wabajor Falls. So I was like, okay. a train right away. What is the sadness like that you experience on like a Christmas or Thanksgiving? Uh, I, forget, I forget how long your parents had both been passed. My, let's see. My dad died when I was 18 and my mom died in like 2012. Okay. So, so like a, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Like I, it's not... 
It's not like very deep. <laughs> like Thanksgiving. It's so sad. Thanksgiving is worse yeah. than Christmas. Christmas, I don't really. My care mom about. lost her her mom like twenty plus years ago, and she still gets sad mm-hmm. on a lot of the things. But like, oh yeah, so definitely I, sad. Know, but just... it's like sadder to me. And this is the thing that gets me is like I'd rather almost not tell someone I'm dating because if I tell them and they know, and then they also still don't want to like be there for me i'm like oh well you're that's kind of shitty of you because like if they didn't know, they know the stakes involved. i was like you know you know what's what's up but if they didn't know i'd be like oh that's on me i didn't tell them but then once i tell them i'm like Sh-, i hate telling them because i'm like shit now i gotta have like a parameter for like how they should be reacting and if they react going yeah but my life is hard too and then i have to go oh god go fuck your literally go fuck yourself because that's the thing is so many people will hear like Oh, I have dead parents and they were both like my my dad like fucking killed himself and my mom died of alcoholism and they'll still be like, Yeah, but my life is hard too. And I'm like, eh, is it though? Is it? <laughs> I mean, arguably they if they have they still have to deal with their alcoholic mom. You don't True, no. true. No, um, but what is when you don't have someone in your life who is that emotional you're not that emotionally involved in, what is your usual like MO? Oh, my friends. My friends. Like, who are... do you normally say, hey, you did your stuff. Can you come over and hang out? Oh, my friends. Friends. Yeah. Oh, from for a very long time, I've absolutely known how to utilize friends as uh, emotional crutches of sorts. <laughs> like, I love Sarah Hartsorn to death because she um, absolutely is there for me. <laughs> And like she lives down the block, so it's it also makes that easy. easy. But her poor husband having to put up with me <laughs> all the time <laughs> in their house. <laughs> so he says like, "Nah, I can't." And you're like, "Yeah, I kind of, I think I, I think I lost it after that. I, I didn't lose it. I was just like, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm done trying. I'm done. Like, like this was the one time I asked you for something and you still couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, three months, three months in. We, you should be, you should be able to like." Drive the 20 minutes to come see me for like five seconds. Like he did come to see me the day after Thanksgiving for like literally I think he came uh, for an hour. So I was like, you can come now. (laughs) Well, then what have the last two weeks been like? So we were fine because we saw each other after New Year's on my way down. You saw the six pack. You're like, everything's okay. Again. Exactly. I was like, everything's <laughs> fine. No, we had, he had a flip out like at his house. Like I went and I stayed at his house because he lives with his mom, but his mom wasn't there. So that was a, that's also another big thing in our relationship. I can never go to his house because his mom can't like he doesn't want his mom to meet me yet. So I'm like, well, cool. Um, there's like I can't do anything about that. I have the it, like I think the thing that freaks me out is I have no control then because it always has to be him coming to me. I can never go to him, and therefore I'm always waiting around for him, and I hate that. Like I hate having to wait around for somebody. So I went to his house, and he had a weird flip out. But then we were kind of fine the next day because like he it's he's like a kid like you know like how people get like really upset about something but then like all of a sudden they're fine okay like a few hours later and you're like oh, okay i guess we're, i guess we're good but um but yeah i don't know so i just i i get weird after a week of not having sex so i want to have sex after a week okay and so we haven't had sex in like a week so i basically i just i don't know i wanted to see him and i i don't know i was trying to like make a boundary last night where i was like okay I was literally right near his house because I had to drop the kid I nanny off up in Westchester. So I was like, I'm near your house. 
come hang out with me. He had like twisted his ankle the day before, not twisted, but sprained his ankle the day before. I'm like, you're not doing anything. You're just in your house. Like, come eat with me. Like, just come to a diner. Come to a diner. I don't have to meet your mom. Right. I don't have to meet your mom. Just like sit across the, the table for me so I could stare at you. And we were having a back and forth all day. He was taking hours to respond to me for every fucking text. He's like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me check the, oh, well, you know, uh." and then finally he texts me back. Oh, you know, I'm really tired. I was dropping the kid off at five, like 5.15. I was like, you're you're tired at 5.15? Really? Holidays, it is itis. It is the (laughs) itis time. But, I mean, you seem, and this is being friends with you, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you seem really into him Mm -hmm. more than some good dick and six pack. Yes, yes. Are you sure he feels that way too? No, I don't think he knows how to interpret his feelings. I think I think he's been with somebody who's who's emotionally toxic for too long to really interpret what a real relationship or something good is. Have y'all brought up the, for lack of a better word, officialness of what y'all are doing? Yeah, he's laughed at me uh, telling him, making a joke about going on a date and been like, are you trying to make me jealous? Like he 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 pretty much told me like you could do whatever you want. He's like I'm I'm not. But gonna- have you ever sincerely said what? It, wh- yeah, I've told him a million times I want him to be my boyfriend and I want him to tell me and, to not and, see anybody else. And that means monogamous to you, right? Yeah, that like means monogamy to me. Yeah. And what's his reaction? Uh, he says he's not ready to give me what I want. And so why are you still fucking with that? Because he keeps texting me and I like him. <laughs> I don't know, because I also haven't had a monogamous relationship. So in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, I, I'm asking him for this. Uh, no, I have. Sorry, but not in a very long time. Um, I keep asking him for this, but it's not something I do. So why do I care so much? Maybe I should just sit around and fuck other people and be fine with the fact that he texts me every day and like I see him maybe every two weeks. I think that's totally fine and acceptable if you weren't clearly on the pathway to love town because <laughs> anyone that someone's like because uh, why i wrote that because when you were saying i was writing down i was like just come over come to like a diner so i can just sit and stare at you yeah that's a like i'm a, i either love you or i'm going to be loving you soon oh yeah i have a mentality it's, and and, and yeah. that's really that makes me because really i've been in that position where yeah. i'm like yeah. i just want I, I could sit at a diner and just stare at you and not have to say a goddamn word yeah and and I will be a happy boy. And <laughs> it makes me sad that you're feeling that way and it doesn't seem like he's respecting no, the gravity no. of... I mean, like, for you to want someone seriously seems like a big deal. It is a big deal. Like, yeah. And Ooh. I don't know why you would... He must be really hot. So hot. And is he also really <laughs> good in bed? I don't get so it good. sometimes. No, he's not like... <laughs> He's very vanilla, but I don't know. Yeah, he's like, all right. So I had an ex who um, we like have really good sex. Like to this day, he's like, he cheated on his uh, current girlfriend with me like twice. But I, to me, I'm like, no, no, no. Weird brag, but keep going. I was like, he's, we love each other. Like that's, that's my person who will never actually be my person. There's like a whole weird tragedy story. I think I may or may not have told you this one, but um, I used to be like, how is sex between us? So fucking good. I was like, how is it so good? Like, like, is this, is it the way you feel with other women? And he's like, no, our, our, our parts just match. 
And like, I always used to say that. And I think it's funny because I do think there are some people you have sex with and you're like, our parts just match. Do y'all use condoms? Yes. He will not fuck me without a condom. I'm very mad about (laughs) it. (laughs) Well, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I want unprotected sex. God damn it. It was just funny because if you had said no, it would have been like, well, you know what? I think, you know, when you have sex without a condom (laughs) and whatever is around you unprotected is the right match at that day uh, won't do it <laughs> even unprotected sex i've had that was like a mistake in the moment i'm like this is a good decision i haven't had unprotected <laughs> sex in so fucking long when we were in that when we were chatting about stuff like that it was like like you made me feel like i'm missing out on all the barebacking everyone else is doing yeah by being a responsible human <laughs> well oh, okay but have you had so since our conversation have you had unprotected sex uh not outside of my relationship but with but with your your girlfriend yeah but that's been going on since like july or august but it's so much better right oh it's infinitely better but (laughs) as i said before um the ranking of things that feel great are uh not peeing fire and then sex without a condom oh okay yeah i see what you're saying yeah the stds yes (laughs) yeah yeah that that's usually my concern yeah i also don't i'm not worried about getting someone pregnant because the people the people i fuck I feel like would either A, be happy to have an abortion and then throw yeah. a party, or yeah, yeah. B, would be like, yeah, but not his kid. Yeah. And then they See, would the people get an abortion. I fuck are for the like, most- I have never fucked a person where I was like, they would keep my particular yeah. kid. <laughs> They'd be like, cute eyes, but the rest of this is trash. Yeah, yeah. See, the people I fuck, I'm like, they ha- either get tested every week, probably, or um, they uh, are nerds who never have sex with people, you know? <laughs> I like how you think the nerds are the ones who are going to. You, you, I don't think either. I don't know. The common uh, belief amongst at least the like non-monogamous folks is that non-monogamous people will have a better STI rate than general population because mm. when you cheat on someone in a monogamous relationship. Oh, that's true. You can't even then go to your. You can't say all of a sudden, hey, let's use a condom tonight. Right. One right, red right. Flag. Or you can't bring up, hey. I love you and I care about you more than our relationship and yeah. I not because you can't let's so my my girlfriend Megan it, our rule is if I had sex with someone without a condom that would be cheating right so if I did do that yeah I can go to her and say I care about you and your health more than us right I fuck someone without a condom if you still would want to sleep with me, we have to either use condoms and wait for some time so I can get tested, right? With monogamous people, when they cheat, they have to first cross the thing of, I fucked another person. Yeah. Because I can fuck other people. Right. So they have like two things to cross. One, I fucked someone else and then it was unprotected. So a lot of them won't even have that conversation. That's how a lot of this is spread. Um, I did tell him, I I told him that I I had sex with somebody else. and then he got real paranoid because he's like, but you sucked my dick. And I'm like, I didn't suck that person's dick. Are you kidding but me? But also, if I did, I mean, do math. Also, if I did, you're, what, you think you're getting herpes? You would have seen it already. Like, you would have seen And also, seen you know what? Herpes. Like, he or you or most likely both of you have some form of herpes anyway. So why are we going to stress about yeah. this? I mean, I have HPV, so. <laughs> Who do, as as Who Chris DeStefano said once at NYU show that he did not want to do. Ah. Uh, 
<laughs> he got mad at my 12 person college audience and was like, look, you all have HPV and I'm technically a doctor. So you have to listen to it. Oh my God. Chris Estefano has, uh, he's he th- so funny. He thinks he has everything though. Well, he technically, so he technically is a doctor. He has a doctorate. Wait, in- does he really? Well, he- I love um, him. He's so he, funny. I- so wait, so the last 24 hours, what is it that has gone down? Like what was the talk yesterday? Why all the crying this morning? Oh, God. The talk yesterday, I guess, was just me being like, I was going to try to not talk to you today, but I can't. I can't fucking not talk to you. Uh, but I am mad at you for not just showing up when I was right near your house. Like, I was like, you really had zero effort to put into it. I haven't seen you in over a week. Like, why? Why was this the thing? And then he goes, I've told you several times. I... I can't be what you want me to be. So then we got into this whole conversation. What do you want him to be? My boyfriend. Right. And what, but, but to him, give, I, a, give us a couple things that that means. I think to him, to me, it means just having sex with me once a week and answering my text messages and making a plan. Like, you know, making plans. It's like, pretty low. It's pretty low. I don't really expect a lot. I just want you to be like, on Sunday at 12 o'clock, I'm going to see you. Cool. Great. Fine. But, um, to him, I think it means being there for me emotionally and like, you know, answering phone calls when I call you. And then like, if I'm in your neighborhood, you have to come see me. Like all of these things he could nece- like kind of turn down. Like I wouldn't care if he was like, you know what? I don't want to see you when you're up in Westchester. I'm having a shit day. I'll see you tomorrow at two o'clock, whatever. Like, you know, if he made a plan, I'd be fine. But he doesn't want to do that. And that's that's the thing that launched, launched the, the ship of like... Oh, like I'm not ready for a relationship. And I'm like, okay, fine. And what was this morning? That was this morning. This okay, morning right. was like I, I turned my phone off last <laughs> night after we were like having a semi argument. And I was like, look, it seems to be really stressing you out that I like you. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and stop. I mean And I turned my phone off. Does he like you in a remotely similar way? I don't know. I think so. Because it sounds like what he thinks a boyfriend is and what you think is a boyfriend or what you need as a boyfriend are different things. And that's a thing that can be negotiated, Mm -hmm. whether it's like uh, monogamy versus non-monogamy or how often we see each other or, hey, I'm not a sexting kind of (laughs) guy. And you are. If you need to get that elsewhere, fucking get it. Whatever it is. that Like relationships can be negotiated. Right. And that's the thing I was trying to- It seems like he doesn't- yeah. realize that. It I, was, I was trying to tell him this. I was trying yeah. to tell him that like, because when he was ba- back like the first week we were dating or the, the second week when we were having a conversation where he's like, but you don't do boyfriends. I was like, or you don't do monogamy. I was like, every person is different. Like, no, there are definitely a lot of people where I'm like, I do not want to date you. Like, full, like I will date other people while I'm dating you. And I was like, and then there are people who I go, oh, no, 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 you're the thing. I'll if you want that that's what I want but if you don't want that I can also continue like it's always a conversation Mm -hmm. where I think it's such a it's such a thing outside of the sex community where it's just oh you know monogamy is this and then you get engaged and then you get married and then you do this and it's just like oh god that's why you guys always have divorces and shit because none of you have conversations about anything (laughs) Like, it's always so... It's just, all assumed. It's, it's like, whatever assumed. the societal standard is for the phase of That's our it. relationship, yeah. as opposed to us negotiating what this phase of our relationship is going to be for us. Right, right. fuck everyone else. Because, like, I'm sure he thinks it's insane that I'm like, go fuck someone else. Because I want him to see that, like, sex with somebody else isn't as good. I want him to see that dating someone else isn't as good. 
And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he thinks that it's great and that, like, in comparison to fucking me, oh, man, I'm shit, go fucking be with that person. Like, good for you. You found somebody great. But, like, go do it because I don't want you sitting here thinking that there's something better. Like, his whole thing was I went from having sex with somebody for seven years to having sex with you. And I feel like I don't know what else there is. And I feel like I'm missing out on something. And I'm like, okay, then go figure it out. And could you have a boyfriend in an ethically non-monogamous relationship, regardless of what the parameters negotiated are? What do you mean? Is that a th- could you be in a relationship that has a degree of openness, even if it's a negotiated openness? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. I did a guy for like um, four years on and off who took me to India to meet his parents, who we had a very open relationship. And then I found out he had a very closed relationship with someone else he didn't tell me about. Slash all of his, you know, employees. His, all of his employees. <laughs> he was a pimp, everyone. He's a pimp. <laughs> um, he was dating one of his hoes. <laughs> um, well, how, how are you feeling today? About what? How are you feeling today? How am I feeling emotionally? How are you feeling today, Caitlin? Oh, God, Billy. Um, I am, I don't know, I'm like on that brink, you know, when you're like, I I could just do some crazy shit. (laughs) Like, I'm on that. You're at two white claws, but not three or four. Is that what you're trying to say? Two white claws. Oh, Caitlin. I'm I'm pro. Fuck, goddammit. I forgot. I was going to, I'm going to see my brother after this, and I forgot to bring his goddamn Christmas gift. Motherfucker. I know. Where'd you get him? Socks. But really good socks. What kind of really good socks? Smart wool. They're like $20 for a pair of socks. My dad got me and my sisters and all the cousins a... um. Oh, it's right here. I'm a little tipsy. So, excuse the weird... Everyone got a Prisida tote bag. <gasps> oh my God. Oh, no, no, not Proceda, like the family. Proceda funding and advisors. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) With, like, some Proceda funding swag. Uh, But one part of the swag was these red, red, white, and blue socks with his face all over them. Uh, All different variations of his face. Uncle Billy's face uh, on everyone's feet, including my girlfriend got a bag. So, like, I went over to her place the other night, and uh, on, like, the floor next to her Christmas tree were, like, my dad's face on a pair of socks. <laughs> um, That's nice. I, I don't know why. Uh, so wait. Um, yes. What now? What now? What? Where are you at with this dude? I don't know. Um, I have a date with somebody else on Sunday. And is that because you want it or because you're trying to distract from him? Because I'm trying to distract. And do you think that's the healthiest way to distract? No. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't care. I'm no, not no, going to tell I, you to do otherwise. I do think this guy, this guy I'm going on a date with seems interesting. So, I'm 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 staying open to it. So, you feel like you're hedging your bets well, to my, transfer something else? Yeah, my thing is I'm just like, you know what? He continually keeps telling me that I uh I shouldn't I shouldn't put all my eggs in his basket. So, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go look for another basket. Um I haven't been going on dates. Like sleeping with somebody else is just that's to me that's nothing. Like uh fucking somebody is nothing. Going on a date with somebody is like, oh, this person could be the person that I leave you for. Like this could mm. be the person that I'm like, oh, this person actually tells me I'm pretty and wants to meet up with me, wants to make, you know, plans with me. Does like, he not tell you you're pretty? No, no. I'm your friend and I want to tell oh, you you're pretty. What? You. <laughs> no, he does not. He does not give me any sort of validation. <laughs> what will it take for you to leave this dude before he breaks it off? 
Um, I don't know. I'm really bad at that. Just impatience, I guess. Like literally, if he, if, if, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, if this guy that I'm seeing Sunday is a lot better, I'll just be like, ah, fuck it, I'm done, I'm mm-hmm. good. Like I, I kind of like I get to the point where I'm just like, I do a lot of self soothing. Or <laughs> just like, I know I'm pretty. I know I'm fine. I don't need other people to tell me. And then at some point I go, oh, no, you know what? It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice when somebody tells me I'm hot and like, you know, says they want to like puts an effort into seeing me or into like, you know, making sure I feel special. I'm like, oh, that's in. Oh, okay, that's better. Like he texts me every day. So that's a thing. I'm like, oh, he does that. But he definitely never validates me. Mm. So. Well, I I hope that's (laughs) I hope this shakes out. Mm. I'm leaning on the side of fuck. The, don't fuck. Sorry. Uh, leave this dude. Leave this say. dude. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem doesn't seem worth your, you know, your energy and time. Yeah. Seems worth your energy and time if you didn't love. You know, if you didn't, if you were on the pathway to love ship. I but. feel. I feel like it's one of those things where I'm gonna leave it for like six months to a year, and then like he's gonna text me, and we'll come back to it, and I'll be like, oh, you're much better now. <laughs> oh, you went to therapy. Oh, good you went for to you. Therapy. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, I hope uh, I hope the best for you on that. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Kaylin, where can people go find you or just like DM you to say like to affirm you and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, in a very non-aggressive manner, just want to remind you like, you're pretty. pretty and you're worthwhile. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Caitlin Rupert, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-R-U-P-P-E-R-T. What a pro spelling I, it out. I talk about sex a lot on Twitter and I share uh, some, uh, you know, thoughty pictures on uh, Instagram and pictures of my dog. It's adorable. Sure. Yeah. And you also have a podcast yourself. I do have a podcast. If you watch Love After Lockup, <laughs> listen to my Billy's been on it. It's the I it, did my best. It's trash reality. No, you were so good. Um, <laughs> it's trash reality. It's about people coming out of jail. It's amazing. Um, For the show Love After Lockup, right? Yeah, Love yeah. After Lockup. We we recap the show uh, with comedians, and it's it's. I, I keep saying we. Shannon's actually like my co-host isn't on the show anymore, so <laughs> it's me and another comedian, and it's good. So. Yes. Definitely check it out. Um, well, Kaylin, thanks for coming over. Thank you. Much appreciated. And why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Are you a freelancer who has trouble managing all your different incomes around tax season? Try BrassTaxes.com and their easy-to-use form. You give them the info, they'll fill out all the confusing paperwork and find you those awesome money-saving deductions. I use them myself. I've been using them for, this is my third year in a row using Brass Taxes, and I cannot recommend them enough. I recommend Brass Taxes to my friends, to my fellow freelance performing friends, okay? So go to BrassTaxes.com, that's B-R-A-S-S Taxes.com. Tell them the Man Whore Podcast sent you. You get a good deal on a good accountant who knows how to handle freelancers and, you know, they throw a little money Billy Proceda's way. Again, that's BrassTaxes.com. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Caitlin Ruper. I hope you go check out her show, Pod After Lockup. And don't forget to go follow hashtag Rosa is hot, Rosa S. Candone. Uh, she's at Human Comedian on the stuff. And by now, I assume you're all following me, Right? Right? We're all following me on Twitter at the Billy Prasita. Some of you still need to come on over and follow me on Instagram at Billy is Prasita. 
And I encourage all of you to go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. We have the intern Sophia still dropping dank, sex-positive memes and articles on the regular over there. It's really nice that some of you want to go add me on Facebook as a, as a Facebook friend, but I, I, I try to keep my Facebook friendships to people I know IRL. So, uh, but, but go connect with me on the Facebook fan page for the Man Whore Podcast. Got something you want to share with me, a comment, a question, a criticism, some titties. You can send any of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Want to help me out while I'm on the road? Yes, you can. Maybe you're not a big fan of the Patreon platform. That's okay. Right now, what I could really use are gas cards and Airbnb gift cards while I'm traveling around this fine country of ours. Uh, and again, you can send any of those over to manwhorepod at gmail.com, uh, or you can Venmo me or cash at me. I'll, uh, I'll put my handles in the show notes for any benevolent whoreheads out there. Next week, we're going to have uh, the first of my AVN episodes coming out. We're going to have a fun porn star ep. Penny Barber had, had a whole lot of fun with her. She's got a really interesting story. And we even talk quite a bit about the incels. So you have that to look forward to next week. Until then, drive safely and stay slutty. Stay slutty.